Hey everyone, welcome back to the TaylorMade Podcast. Before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that we are proud members of the Applaudable Podcast Network. So please head over to applaudable.net and check out all the other amazing creators on our network. And so without further gilding the lily and with no more ado, I present to you this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the TaylorMade Podcast, made by the Taylors. <laughs> um, he's biting his tongue and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode, we thought it might be fun to, because we got into a discussion with, I actually can't remember who it was now, about our favorite TV couples. And I probably, I think I probably got two. Mm. I thought it might be fun to talk about that on the podcast because we had some really interesting kind of points come up about some really famous and influential shows and some not so famous and influential in my case because I watch a lot of British TV. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I just... I thought it'd be fun to talk about. Mm. Yeah. Sitcoms in particular. Yes. Yeah. So, as you can probably already guess, the one we're going to talk about... uh, The ones we're going to talk about in particular, Friends and Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Two big, big ones that uh, we've both watched most of. Yeah, you have... I haven't watched. I haven't watched as much Friends. Yeah. I, I sort of absorbed it by osmosis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think even I watch Friends a little bit through the lens of the primary school kid I was when I watched it. You know, like it wasn't airing anymore by the time I got old enough to really understand the show, other mm. than Joey being silly and liking food, and Phoebe being airy fairy. You Joe. know, Joey. Oh, Joey. I thought you said Joe. No, I was I like, th- who's Joe? What did I miss? I, I said Joey, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. I probably was talking really quickly, but whereas I feel like for, for our generation, it was the Big Bang Theory that really carried us right through. Like, Yeah, that's, that's the one we grew up with kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. We were t- like... Quote, unquote, grew up with. Grew up, yeah, like grew yeah. up as young adults. Yeah. yeah. It was like our coming of age story kind of thing. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, it was reflective of what we were Weirdly. going through in a way. Yeah. Um, it, even though we're not really going... We're going to talk about the couples a little bit. We're going to talk more about the actual shows, I think. Yeah. Because... I love them both, and they both are not perfect. Like oh, I'm going to say that right out the bat. No like I have a lot perfect. of positive things to say about both. I have negative things to say about both, but I definitely I believe in one more than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Definitely. For sure. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm just going to say right off the bat that if I have was going to pick a couple from either of the shows that we mm-hmm. are like, we are Leonard and Penny. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. yeah. I have no qualms admitting to that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we sit there and we watch the show and I'm like, oh, we've actually had that exact conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, we don't really relate to any of the other couples much at all. No. Um, so if you're going to ask that question, that's the answer There's to that answer, one. Yeah. Um, you can probably already tell, let's be honest. But yeah, because <laughs> you haven't seen as much friends i guess i want to start with you yeah. on what you your impression because i am gonna blah, 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 yeah. about this so i want to give you a chance <laughs> to talk <laughs> yeah um if you can hear banging in the background i'm really sorry our gate is it, it's broken. extremely windy in toowoomba september winds we can't help it <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> but yeah adam what yes would you like to say about these shows? Honestly, well, I'll start with Friends because I'm not as familiar with it. I enjoy it to a certain point. It's dumb, dumb. Mm. Like, <laughs> mm. they kind of celebrate stupidity in yes. a weird way. Uh, yes. I, I can't deal with that for long. Mm. I enjoy it to a certain point. Love Joey. He's 
hilarious. Um, the characters are quite compelling. I saw a really interesting uh, article, or maybe it was a YouTube video or something. I can't really remember what it was, but basically saying that Ross, being the smart one, was bludgeoned into being dumb. Yeah. But basically, they, the rest of them sent him crazy or something like that. Yeah, I will talk about more about that. Yeah, I okay, that. cool. I've, I've read cool. that article a few right. times. I've read that once, I think. Yeah. It was really fascinating. I can't deal with it for very long, so mm. I'll sit there and I'll watch maybe maybe three episodes or you'll sit there and watch it all day mm. and I'll just I'm like, I can't deal with this I gotta get up I gotta walk away mm. <laughs> whereas Big Bang Theory it's I would not call it smart it's like smart dumb mm. it's definitely not intellectual Mm, look not it's in its early days definitely not in its not early days its like early I would say days. even up to season 4 or 5 it was not smart it was classic sitcom it was dumb mm. but it was like pretending to be smart they sort of came into their own I in, think, in a way I don't think it was pretending to be smart I shouldn't be interrupting your opinion I'm sorry but yep. I don't think it was pretending to be smart I think it was hiding how smart it was you reckon? yes like a but, weird sleeper agent sort of thing yeah that, okay. will, that will play interesting in. yeah. okay alright I'm sure you have something really fascinating to say about this, and I'm so excited. (laughs) But yeah, like, that's my opinion of it. I love the characters for both of them, but they are very classic sitcom characters Mm. in both. We Mm. went through this the other day. The types of characters in these shows, they're exactly the same. Like, you can draw parallels between each character, and they play the same stereotype, really. Mm. Just in friends being celebrating mediocrity and stupidity. And Big Bang Theory celebrating geekdom and awkwardness, in a way. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's my... what I sort of think about it. I love that you called Big Bang Theory a celebration of geekdom. Mm. Because I have read a lot of criticism about Big Bang Theory in how it kind of pokes fun at geekdom and creates caricatures of this outdated and outmoded version of what people perceive geeks to be. I 100% agree with that. Mm. It definitely does in the early seasons. Yeah. It grows up throughout its time. It's, it aired for 12 years, mm. 12 seasons. It grew up. It yeah. had to, otherwise it would have died out. Yeah. So, yes, I do say that it celebrated geekdom, but it did make fun of it at the same time. Mm. But it's a sitcom. I accept that. It's going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I love that you appreciate that. Because even though, yes, they do create caricatures out of geeks and all the rest of it, but to be fair, I have known people exactly like that. <laughs> so, yes, Look. it's creating a caricature... <laughs> But it's a caricature that is what drew people in because that's what they related to. Yeah. Yes, the people that it was poking fun at probably hated it at the beginning and probably still hate it now because they never got invested in it because mm. they were so offended by that. But you can never please everyone. And I'm not disregarding their their, their, their concerns yeah. and their hurt, I suppose. Because that is valid. Like, yeah. I definitely understand how you can get hurt by but some of it. I 100% understand. I think they truly need to appreciate things that perhaps when they were growing up, they were made fun of for, are now mainstream thanks to this show. Yeah. It, like, a big part thanks you, to this show. You were yeah. running a Dungeons and Dragons party for a 10 year old girl in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't think I could have, wouldn't have met a 10 year old girl when I was in school who played Dungeons and Dragons. Or even who knew what it was. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I, like, it had its heyday in like the 70s and 80s. Well, 
that's a whole other thing that we won't go into at the moment. Yeah. But yeah. I am not very well informed on this. I will. They, they called it the satanic panic. <laughs> it was a whole thing. We won't go into it at the moment because I could talk about this for 20 minutes just by itself. <laughs> it's but, hilarious. But... but the writers are extremely well informed. Even someone who isn't into comic book culture and that sort of thing. Like I fully admit I only started being into Marvel when it started hitting the box office. Like, I wasn't very aware of it before then. But even I can tell that their jokes are well-researched and they understand the source matter of the jokes that they're making. Yeah. You know, I, And all yeah. of those little funny discussions that they have about what could happen if there was giant ants and things like that. Like, it's all so meticulously researched so that it's real. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I, read, I read a criticism of, of it earlier today and it was it pulled out a very specific example and it was it looked like they were just listing names of stuff and they were to a point however <laughs> it was it was something like um, the fate of the TARDIS as decided by the transform the Transformers versus the Thundercats or something like that yeah and I'm just like what is going on here but I but it's hilarious to me because I, I have had those discussions with people before yeah like, okay, what if you get Indiana Jones and you put him in with Robocop? What happens there? What is that dynamic like? <laughs> what what goes on? I've had those conversations. I get it. And that's why it's funny to me. Yeah. Because I am like that. And that's what, that's what I'm trying to get across, is the people who are getting offended by it are refusing to understand that it is, in essence, a celebration. Yeah, it's normalising geek culture. Yeah. Especially from end of season three, season four. Onwards. Onwards. Yes. Because that is when they made it more gender balanced. Yes. 100%. And I think that makes a massive, massive difference because they have a huge female viewership. Mm -hmm. And I will always, always support that they not only had female scientists portrayed on the show, but they actually employed a female scientist to play a female scientist. Yes. It My just name is amazing. Oh yeah. my god, yes. I just... I will always maintain that Big Bang Theory is a feminist show and no one is going to convince me otherwise mm. because it actively shows that these men who were awkward, sexist, and... Misogynistic. Down, misogynistic, downright offensive, really, yeah. to women at the start of the 100%. show... ...have their lives actively improved by equal relation equal and meaningful relationships with women where the women don't accept being treated less than equal the growth that sheldon had because amy left him mm -hmm. just it's I mean, huge it's huge yeah. it's really huge and it's groundbreaking mm. so we love big bang theory yes i want to talk a little bit more about friends yeah as you hinted at before <laughs> friends i love it don't get me wrong it's very nostalgic like i said it's like i watch it like i'm a little kid again and i'm laughing with my brother and pretending that we're ross and monica i love it to be fair makes sense, makes sense. <laughs> a lot of our a lot of my brother and my conversation revolves around quoting friends like yeah. <laughs> but as a feminist and as someone who is celebrating just i love intellectualism i love smart people. I love yeah. deep conversations. I love people who are interested in the world and history. I can't handle friends. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a war with myself whenever I watch it now because <laughs> Ross at the beginning is smart. He's sensitive. He's awkward AF. Like just again, a caricature, but he is sweet. He had a childhood crush on Rachel and he's just lovely at the start. And 
he's constantly the butt of all of their jokes. They couldn't care less about anything except Rachel, freaking Ralph Lauren, Joey Food, Monica, a clean house and coffee and men. And even his best friend Chandler is nothing but an office robot, Mm. you know, like who's sick of being confused as gay and is complaining about his queer parents. It's horrible. (laughs) It is, and really, yeah. And there's no diversity, really, at all. And, I mean, you could definitely say the same for Big Bang Theory. I'm not. But, like I said to you when we were talking about this the other day, Big Bang Theory, like, you can't have a show tackle all everything all at once. At once yeah. And while Big Bang Theory definitely isn't as diverse as it could have been, I and think... And probably should have been. And should have been, yeah. definitely. You've got to remember that it started in 2007 so like yeah the it's issue, still I, I guess what what you could say is the quote-unquote issue of the day was feminism well and it wasn't it wasn't a feminist show when it started no, there was only no. one female character this is true but what i'm saying is that it's progressive for the hollywood that it was produced from you okay. know yeah yeah i 100 percent agree diversity is like a really important issue and there are a lot of lot of shows getting produced now that do showcase that which is fantastic mm. but big bang theory i don't know everything's a product it was a little of its early. time it was a little yeah exactly it's like yeah. it's like going back and criticizing gone with the wind mm. like it was extremely progressive for a time for its time because it even had black actors and actresses on the screen like yes it's portraying slavery in it but it was amazingly progressive for its time mm. so i think criticizing big bang theory about a lack of diversity in hindsight yes but yeah i don't know i don't think it has that same weight because i think the fact that it is an amazingly feminist story is following a show like friends if you're going to two defining of generations it's celebrating intellectualism and geekdom and interests other than toxic masculinity i suppose yeah like and just encouraging healthy relationships with between men and women where then you've got the women portrayed in friends you've got shallow and selfish rachel who's extremely smart but for some reason is only interested in clothes Mm. like she had so much more potential to be more Mm. and then monica again neurotic and crazy and only interested in men and Mm. having babies Mm. not to mention that again i think the difference between where they're set is like they're set in downtown new york manhattan or i can't remember i'm pretty sure it's manhattan or something like that we live near central park yeah yeah it's Manhattan, manhattan island no no diversity at all in somewhere where there is a lot of diversity yeah definitely where i mean from what i've seen of california when i've been there there is like a diverse population but i feel like where they lived in pasadena from my knowledge they're not as it's not as of a multicultural area area yeah Yeah. and Um, they did have raj which is better than what friends did like i do have problems with a lot of the jokes made about Raja's culture and all the rest of yeah, it. That's a whole that's, other thing. That's just a different thing that I just don't feel educated enough to tackle. Definitely, um, yeah. And I'm white, so it's not my place either. Yeah. But as far as feminism goes, I think Big Bang Theory did an amazing job from season yeah. three, three to four Three onwards, to four yeah. onwards, yeah. And especially showing the growth of those female characters. And, or just all of the characters. That too. But like talking about feminism, the growth of those characters. Mm. When you can, when, when you consider Penny from season one, episode one mm. to Penny middle of the final season, they're, they're a completely different person mm. because she's had to be, she's grown over that much time. And yeah, they portrayed her as dumb and blonde and whatever at the start, mm. but that's not who she is at the end. Mm. She's grown and she's become a very strong 
woman. Mm. And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And I think you'll notice the increase in guest stars and things that they had come on later in the seasons that they do try to increase their diversity yeah. through that as well, yeah. which Friends did too, but not. It was more about the names. Yeah. And I guess you could say the big name about Big Bang Theory, but um, it was about the names, but I think it was also about the celebrating geekdom as well. Well, I think the good thing about Big Bang Theory is because they were celebrating geekdom and all of those amazing interests that come with being interested in imagination mm. is that the a lot of the shows and things that they watch are diverse as well. So, And they can come on as themselves and celebrate yeah. it for their own achievements, yeah. which yeah. I think is amazing. Yeah. Which they couldn't do in Friends. No, that is very true. It wasn't the right um, setting, I guess, for Friends to be mm. able to do that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I just think, yeah. And again, I was saying that, you know, you can't take, say, Gone with the Wind from the past and criticise it because it's a product of its time. I think, again, the difference between that and Friends is I think Friends had the opportunity because of its setting and because of how fictionalized it was, it had the opportunity to be much more than it was. Mm. And it encouraged the dumbing down of a generation, which is what that article that you mentioned before was. And what I was talking about before is that Ross started out as this sweet, smart, intellectual guy, and they bludgeoned him into a misogynistic, toxic, gaslighting, horrible human being Mm. towards Rachel in the end. And he's still got the girl. That's just a horrible example. Yeah. And even Monica and Chandler's relationship and the way that she manipulates him and makes fun of him for how he is. And I don't know. I just didn't appreciate the way they portrayed the women and the relationships and how they turned a very smart, sweet man into a villain at the end of it. I don't know. I think I think you could almost say that for all the characters in Friends, though. Mm. Well, no. I love Phoebe. Phoebe's like the little golden egg in that whole show, Phoebe and um, how she ends up with Paul Rudd's character. I think that was perfect. That was just like, I'll, I'll follow it. Like, it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. That was just such an amazing little storyline. Okay. Yeah. I love Phoebe and I love the whole little love triangle that happened there and had the choice that she made in the end. It was all perfect. Okay. I can't criticize Phoebe. I mean, she's a nut job mm. for sure, mm. but you can't criticize her for the choices she yeah. made. <laughs> and even like, I've read a lot about how Rachel should have ended up with Joey. I've read a lot about that as well, yeah. actually. And, and I'm like, I, you know what? Yeah. I ship that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I do. I, and I just love Phoebe and Joey. I feel like they were the two that weren't... Phoebe and Joey or Rachel and Joey? Phoebe and Joey. Okay. I feel like they were the two characters out of them that weren't... I think because they were just so pure in what they were. They were unashamedly themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Where the others all kind of... It's like they were saying that intelligent people couldn't be truly happy. Yeah. Is what I feel like. Because, yes, Phoebe was smart, but she wasn't that sort of smart. Yeah. Where I feel like Rachel, Monica, Ross, and Chandler were all very, very smart people who were dumbing themselves down. And that's why they ultimately were not that happy. Okay. Interesting. You know? Like, arguably, you could say Chandler and Monica ended up happy, but... Do they, though? Do they, though? Do they, though? Is that going to last? Like, Mm. yeah. I love Phoebe and Joey because they are so pure, but, again, I have a problem with them being the only two who really end up all that happy. Mm. But, yeah, I guess there wasn't really any strong conclusion to that. I'm going to put some links to um, some articles about both of the shows in our show notes because they can say it a lot more articulately than I can. But I just think it's really interesting to draw the parallels between the two yeah, shows. Yeah, definitely. And... And because they're such... They're very similar shows, mm. but they have such different messages. Yeah, different messages, and they both defined 
the time periods in which they were made. Mm. And lots of people have very strong love relationship, hate relationships with both of the shows. Mm. I rewatch Big Bang Theory regularly, very, very regularly. In fact, yeah. um, I probably know a lot of the episodes off by heart. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, doubt that in any way. Yeah, I just... I know people who are in their 70s who love Big Bang Theory. I know people in their 60s, 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s. It appeals to to such a wide audience where I feel that Friends doesn't do that. No, I feel like Friends sort of only really appeals to like 18 to 34-ish. Well, I think Friends appealed to the age group that it's for in the time period that it was made. Fair. I think that it is going to date a lot worse than what Big Bang Theory has. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I get that. Because I think Big Bang Theory, it just encompasses so much of what's changed in the noughties, if you like, to nearly 2020. I just think that it does a lot, a much better job in encapsulating this decade than okay. Friends did of the turn of the century and millennium. Hmm, interesting. I love that. Yeah. Cool. I don't think we've got anything more to add, but like I said, definitely check out the links to some of the articles if you are interested in talking more about how pop culture influences society. I think this has been another fun episode as just like another window into the kinds of conversations Adam yeah. and I have because I feel like this conversation, because we're aware that we are publishing it for you guys, it's a lot less heated. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we do get very, very passionate yeah. about things like this. Yeah. Um, and it probably helps that we had, you know, eight hours in the car together up and down to Harvey Bay last week. We... Uh, we- yeah. Yeah. Coincidentally, it was driving up and down to Harvey Bay that we had the idea for a podcast. So interesting, right? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, check out those links. Um, do you guys love and hate Friends? Do you agree? Disagree? I'd Let love, us know what you think. I'd It'd be really interesting to get other people's perspective on Absolutely. this as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you really loved it, what you can do to help us out is share it with your friends or on your socials. Everyone loves a really good show recommendation and if you do decide to share us online, we'd love if you could tag us. Thanks so much. No numbers before 1000 contains the letter A.